Welcome to Cooler Heads with your host, Jed Hafer of Mission Peace. This is a show about finding the voice of reason in contentious times, trying to have more reasonable conversation with less venom and division. Now, here's Jed Hafer. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Cooler Heads. Greetings and warm salutations. I'm your host, Jed Hafer. Here with me is my amazing producer, DJ, who works wonders. I have just completed a shout out. If you need more cool slang, this is the place. You've come to the right place. Welcome to Cooler Heads. Thanks for listening. My name is Jed Hafer, and I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to make the conversation more civil and less vicious. And I was thinking about why. Why am I so passionate about this? It's going to lead into this week's reasonable take. Why am I so passionate about people getting along better and reasonable people being able to disagree and not hate each other and have what we call respectful engagement? Why am I passionate about this? It's because I want to leave this world a better place. I'm a dad, hence all the awesome dad jokes you've heard thus far heretofore and all the ones that you will hear in the near future. I love my kids and I want them to, I want to leave this place in good shape. In order for that to happen, the best ideas have to win. That's it right there. The best ideas need to win. And in order for the best ideas to win, not the ideas with the most money behind them, not the ideas with the most political power behind them, not even necessarily the most popular ideas, may the best ideas win. And in order for that to happen, we have to be able to disagree without all the hatred. We have to be able to sharpen one another, exchange ideas in a civil and relatively safe place so that the best ideas can can rise to the top. We're going to separate some wheat from some chaff this week. I don't even know what chaff is, but it sounds painful. You ought to put something on that, right? We're, we're going to get rid of the chaff. We want the wheat. We want the good stuff, the best ideas. C.S. Lewis said, I'm about to misquote C.S. Lewis. My man, Clive Staples Lewis said, good philosophy needs to exist if for no other reason than to answer bad philosophy, right? Good ideas need to have their place and they need to be able to defeat those bad ideas or the the bad philosophy. So I'm actually going to talk about some bad philosophy right now. Well, you're supposed to be a peacemaker. You're not supposed to say something's bad. I'm going to, because I'm going to tell the truth on this show. We need the good to defeat the bad. Good ideas, rock and roll, need to defeat bad ideas. Boy bands. And sorry if you're in a boy band. Good ideas need to win. And for that to happen, we've got to be able to have this exchange of ideas. Well, let's talk about some bad philosophies. We uh, talked about one last week, this idea that, well, my race is superior to other races. That's that's a bad idea. It's bad philosophy. It's, it's bad thinking. That's an obvious one. I'm going to give you some less obvious ones. How about the philosophy that I'm always victimized or I'm always oppressed? I'm always being oppressed. How about this one? This is one I really want to zero in on this week. Don't be a lumper. Lumping is a bad idea. Lumping is a bad philosophy. What kind of lumping are you talking about? This is where I lump people together conveniently to win arguments. I don't really win, by the way, but I can convince myself that I did on Facebook. Rope people, lump people together and say, oh, you're all alike or all all this or like all these people are like, obviously, again, when we say race, All people of this race are this way. That's an obvious one. Everyone goes, hey, you don't do that. But we do it all the time with other areas. We prejudge or we have prejudice based on a group. All police officers are this way. 
right? All Trump supporters are racist. Eh, wrong. No, they're not. As soon as you do that, well, we all went to school, right? Remember in school, you used to take true or false quiz? And you'd be like, yes, true or false. I got 50-50 shot at this. And then if you knew some tricks, you could even do better than 50-50 because when you saw all all people, blah, 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 all the time, you knew it was what? False. When I say things like that, when I lump people together, when I conveniently stereotype people and things and groups, usually it's done lazily. Is that an adverb? L-Y, yes. Lazily it's done, and it's also done to, quote unquote, win the argument. Or often, I think, honestly, feel superior. I don't feel great about myself, but at least I'm not one of those Trumpers, or at least I'm not one of those, and you know, name the, name the pejorative for the other side. And I think that's part of it, too, is I want to feel superior. I want to feel like my team is winning, and this is destructive. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, oftentimes you are manipulated into those positions more than you realize. Even if you see it a little bit, when I watch this particular news channel or that particular news channel, I'm getting manipulated into the demonization and the villainization of the other side. It's happening to you more than you realize. On social media, there's a great uh, documentary about this that a lot of you have seen. I believe it is called The Social Dilemma. And it talks about what you're looking for, you're going to find, and then Facebook or other platforms are going to show you more and more of that. And they're actually going to cut down on showing you things that are outside of that little bubble. They figure out what your bubble is, and then they feed you more of your own bubble. Jim Fay talked about this in our very first episode of Cooler Heads. He talked about our brains are kind of programmed to say, I'm right, I'm not crazy. So if something comes along and disagrees with that idea or refutes what I think, I reject that information and I glom onto and latch onto that information that supports what I already believe. So please, please hear me, I beseech thee. This may become a segment on the show. Something I want you to do really bad, I beseech thee. I don't know what beseech means, but I really want you to do this. Do not be a lumper. And another term for this, you'll hear people say stereotype or you'll say paint with a broad brush. That's one of those terms you hear a lot all the time now. Don't paint that whole group with a broad brush. They're individuals. They are people from different and diverse backgrounds and experiences. And it's just a way to be wrong. If I lump you all together and say, you're all this way, all Republicans are this way, all Democrats are this way, all people from this place. Here's one. I've done this one. I'm, I'm going to try to be transparent. And obviously, I don't have this all figured out and I don't uh, do it all well or correctly. But I've said this one. Millennials. There's a, there's a group of people I lumped together like an idiot. Well, millennials are all lazy. Excuse me, Shani. Quickly forgetting that I have a couple sons who fit into that uh, generation. And they are hardworking, conscientious, successful people who, who do things with excellence. And then I know about 100 more young men and young women and in that age group who are phenomenal. They work hard. They work harder than me. And they're more productive than I am. We all do it. We all do it a little bit. And, and, and sometimes it's for convenience. Sometimes it's lazy. But when it's particularly destructive is when it's to demonize the other side and shut up or silence their arguments, when it's intended to undermine their ideas, not because they're not the best ideas, not because our ideas are superior, just I don't even want the competition. To me, this is like if you went and snuck into the locker room of the guy you were going to box against and you dosed him, you know, you gave him some sort of, uh, of drugs or poison or something so he couldn't even fight. That's what this is the equivalent of. To me, it's cheating. Rather than saying, I'm going to face you as an individual 
in the ring of ideas, we're gonna we're gonna work out what's the strongest and best idea. Now I'm just gonna say, ah, you're not even in my league. You don't even deserve to be here, and you don't even get to get into the ring. And that is not the way that the best ideas win. That's what I'm all about, ladies and gentlemen. And we have to let go of some of our team sports attitude here. I want my side to win. Well, sometimes my side is wrong, right? <laughs> better to call balls and strikes. It's better to be honest. It's better, it's better to be precise and say, this person, in this instance, this idea is... I disagree with. And here's why. Here's the better idea. Here's a better position. And honestly, I know that's why you're listening to this show. That's why it's doing well. Thank you, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. I humbly thank you for listening. It's because people crave that. Deep down, we crave the, the good ideas. It's entertaining for a while to watch people just mindlessly go at it and call each other names and rake each other through the mud. It's, it's like watching pro wrestling. That's what my aunt used to call it, wrestling. And she believed it was real, but that uh, like the NBA was fake. But it's like that if you have a guilty pleasure uh, TV show or a guilty pleasure or music that you listen to that you know it's kind of cheesy. It's not very good for you. It's like that spray cheese in a, in a can. There's not any actual dairy product in there. That's right. We went boy bands. We went all the way back to spray cheese, which, I mean, that's exactly in the same category. That's, that's apropos. I don't know what that means either, but it, I think it's, it's correct. This is why I want you to not be a lumper. This is why I beseech thee to treat people with respect, individual respect. Don't say, oh, because you're a member of this group or because I see you as a member of this demographic or God forbid this race or this group. Because of that, especially by the way, if it's a group you didn't join, you know, some groups people look at the, the bylaws and they say, yeah, I'm signing up for that, right? Other groups, they were born that way. And if I prejudge them, that's, that's particularly cruel. And by the way, again, it's going to be wrong. I'm going to think, oh, you must be this way because of this background or this. I'm going to, it's a great way to be wrong. And I love those people who break the stereotypes. I love people who perform well outside of some stereotype. I love it when it's an old guy and he's really successful at a sport that's supposed to just be for young people. You know, I root for the old guy. And of course, I'm biased there. You get the idea. Ladies and gentlemen, don't be a lumper. Please, I beseech thee, don't be a lumper. Instead, let's engage one another individually, fairly, without this prejudice and without this crutch of saying, well, because you're in this group, I don't really have to respect you, right? Respectful engagement starts before the engagement. I don't really have to listen to you. And as a matter of fact, in some cases, I'm going to actively shut down or try to silence your voice or your ideas. That is getting right there toward uh, what I'm going to call evil. That's not just hurting the chances for the best ideas to win, but that's actually downright wrong and evil and we need to not do it. So that is the reasonable take. Probably the most offensive reasonable take, but also just the most true and obvious. Let me know what you think. I'd love for you to chime in on all my various social media. The one that is the most active and that I see the most is the Jed Hafer Facebook page. Love to hear from you on that. Speaking of which, it's time for cool theme music right here. The Pulse, this is where we hear from you a little bit. And if I can find them, I've got a couple comments kind of on the subject of civil conversation and civil discourse, getting along, getting along, especially with people from a quote unquote different camp or people who we don't uh, see everything the same way as. And uh, you're going to hear more from this person, actually, but I'm going to read it anonymously. It's an anonymous quote comment from Facebook. There's a tremendous impact of divisiveness on the brains of children and uh 
this is from, there's a study about parents who have different styles. I learned about this when I was with uh, the Love and Logic people. There's more damage often done to kids fighting over parenting styles than just raising the kid with two different styles. All right, mom's more strict than dad. And rather than just saying, hey, we're different and we're just going to raise this kid because he's going to have college professors who have different styles and maybe bosses who have different styles. I had a boss once who had no style. Uh, I'll talk about that some other time. Treat this kid to the gift of being around adults who have different styles and leaders and people who have authority that handle things differently because that's going to happen in life versus, oh, we have to get on exactly the same page and never, ever have two different opinions about anything as, as parents. And yeah, this, the, the, this study, the uh, research that Dr. Charles Fay talked to me about was, yeah, it's actually way more damaging for the parents to be fighting over, no, this is the right way to raise the kid. No, this is that tension and that fighting is actually more destructive to the kid. One more I want to read you on the pulse. How do we as people debate an issue without attacking the person, in quotes, ad hominem? And then I got a text from my friend Jay. Jay lives in another state. That's all I'm going to say about him. But he said this, oh, ready controversy. He said, why is it my friends, especially that are farther to the left, cannot tolerate disagreement? And they seem to want to attack anyone who doesn't line up with their beliefs. Ouch. That's the pulse. That's what people are saying. And honestly, I, I, I absolutely see this. I see it on both sides. I see it in families. I see it anywhere uh, the, the humans gather and there's a dynamic. And I think sometimes it's fear. I don't want to be wrong and I'm insecure and I don't feel secure enough about saying, hey, maybe I'm wrong about this. So here's my one little trick for this. And then we're going to talk to my very special guest. My little trick is first evaluate yourself Look at yourself first. Evaluate your own ideas. Shoot them down if you must with that same nasty sharpshooting that you use for other people's ideas. Put them through that gauntlet that you sometimes meat grinder that you put other people's ideas through. Really examine and try to shoot them down. Try to find opposing points, reasons you might be wrong. Some of the most successful people in the world that I know are constantly asking this question, what might go wrong or what might I be doing wrong? And I don't mean second guessing themselves. I mean, always evaluating and looking for this opportunity to improve and not just assuming that I'm doing everything right. So many people go off the cliff still thinking, oh, I'm on the right road. And as we said last week, my guest, Paul Browning, who I thank for being here last week in episode two, he said, there's a humility we have to have. We have to be humble and not just think that we're always right, that we know everything. What an awesome time to lead into my guest, who I'm super, super excited to have because he is a humble guy, is a friend of mine, and he's a fantastic dude. And he's coming up here in just a minute. You know, everybody's buying and selling homes right now. And one thing you have to have if you're buying a home is a mortgage. There's also a lot of people doing the refinance thing. And if you need a mortgage person, please, you've got to call my friend Scott. I've known him my entire life and I would trust this guy with my life. It's applywithscott.com. Applywithscott.com. You can also reach him at 719-352-7077. Local mortgage guy you can absolutely trust. Please tell him Jed Hafer sent you. If you're in the Colorado Springs or Woodland Park area, anywhere in the Pikes Peak region actually, and you have any problems with your roof, you need 
need a new one, you got an old one, something's damaged, please call my friends at Aspen Roofing Company, 719-684-0760. That's 719-684-0760. I have known these people a long time and they will do right by you, I promise. Please let them know that you listen to Cooler Heads and Jed Hafer sent you. Very excited to have my guest today, Chris Peterson, the parenting professor. Sometimes I call him the double P or the dub P. And that's, that's more of that slang that I teach. If you want to learn that, uh, I, I do, do teach classes on slang. But my very good friend, he's joining us all the way from beautiful Wisconsin, America's dairy land. And he teaches, to, to me, he teaches the best parenting classes out there. I'll let him talk about that. But I just wanted to bring Chris on partly just because he's a good dude, but also he's has some great wisdom about raising kids who have these values, who have empathy and can be thoughtful and can maybe treat one another the way that, that we would hope. Please welcome to the show, the parenting professor, Chris Peterson. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you. A little radio voice there. You know, you, you mentioned Wisconsin. I didn't know if we should uh, get a get a Wisconsin accent up in here and talk about them Packers before we uh, start talking about the kids. Oh, man, you can turn it on. I mean, it's always there, but you just you just <laughs> turned it up about five. Oh, yeah, we got we got thick up in here. You bet. No. <laughs> Hey, hey, thank you so much, Jed, for letting me uh, just talk about this important topic of parents and kids and how that relationship and those connections are really critical in moving forward, especially after a year like we've had. Yeah, I, I said earlier, I want to leave uh, the world a good place for my kids, but I think we also probably ought to try to raise some good, resilient, thoughtful, respectful, responsible kids. Can, can you tell us how to do that? We got about, yeah. we got about two minutes. Just kidding. Yeah, uh, 90 seconds is really all I need. You know, the thing that I keep coming back to in, in the classes, and it, it, I, we have to talk about love and logic and the creators of love and logic, uh, Jim Fay and Dr. Charles Fay and Foster Klein, and those great people from the Love and Logic Institute who really saved my life back in 1999. I remember the day vividly when I learned about love and logic just shortly after a child had uh, threatened my life uh, at school as a brand new teacher. And wow. Um, yeah, it was, it's, uh, I, I don't know if I've even shared that story with you yet, but it, thankfully it happened when I was 23. Um, <laughs> and it really set me on this path to just be better with kids. And, you know, I, I always joke a lot of my, my personal children's, uh, teachers say, man, they, they just do such a good job. They're, so, they're just really good to be around. And, and the truth is they have a tremendous mom and they have a dad who tries his best. And I think the, the key here is that I keep teaching these parenting classes because I need the repetitions and I need to unlearn some of those negative behaviors. I don't know if you were raised with a phrase like this, but I heard it from time to time. And it was, uh, do as I say, not as I do. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm feeling convicted uh, on the dad side right now. Not the, not when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah, I heard that. But I'm feeling particularly convicted because I've said that as a dad. And ouch. Well, and, and it's kind of lands on, on a child's brain in the ironic zone. Like that's irony. <laughs> and, you know, so how do we raise kids with great value? Uh, we, we talk less and we model more. You know, I think that that's, what are your thoughts on that? Some of these things like empathy and being a caring person and they see me treating others with, with courtesy and with compassion that goes a lot further than all my lectures about, uh, being that way. Those standard lectures, when my stress level gets high, Jed, I can feel some of the best lectures coming out. And a lot of times it comes out with the finger. I don't, <laughs> do, do you know the finger sometimes? You're if talking pull, index finger. Let's, let's they, clarify since. Oh, yeah, we're, uh, so we're, we're on the radio, radio right? Yeah, we're on the radio. <laughs> 
That's the index finger. The index finger. The, in Wisconsin, the, the, they don't even use that other one. In Wisconsin, everybody's so nice there. It is. Uh, you know, Minnesota gets the credit, but really just uh, just across the river is is who they, we model for them. Oh, both of them. Both of those places are nicer than than I, anyone in my family. You know, you're kind of you're kind of treading along this line of, of what we call eavesdrop parenting. Do you remember talking about eavesdrop parenting with, with Charles or Jim at all? Well, full and, disclosure, Love and Logic saved my life too. And uh, that's, yeah. that's all I do is as a parent is still rely on on that wisdom. And I remember absolutely Jim talking about he would tell these stories just so his kids would hear it. I, I remember when Grace was about three or four. I, I don't know if I can use her name, but and we I was working on a duck boat, two stroke motor, right? And I had this duck boat project and she's on this uh, little, uh, oh, what's the thing with three? Tricycle. Wow. <laughs> words, words are hard some days. Mm-hmm. And she's scooting around on her tricycle and I'm fiddling around with the carburetor and sure enough, a spring breaks, I drop a wrench. Thankfully, I was on my game that day. Nothing uh, inappropriate came out of my my mouth, but I was obviously upset and frustrated and clank, 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 clank. And I was like, oh no. And I hear the squeaky, squeaky, squeaky. And a little three-year-old voice saying, daddy, if anyone can figure this out, it's you. Squeaky, squeaky, squeaky. And away she went. And that was really the first time I thought, no matter what I do, no matter what I say, it's soaking in and it really fired me up, you know? So that was 12 years ago. To so really she, had, start... she had seen and heard that from you many, many times. And she decided yeah. to give that little encouragement back to you. Yeah. How that cool self, is that? that self-talk. Yeah. So, you know, I think about, you know, changing the language too about uh, my wife, the, the girl's mom are, is really good at this. Even on those trying days, she's like, well, kids, I get to go to work today versus what? I have have to go to work today. Right. And I think that those things really add up. Those are all drops in the bucket. You know, now my kids are 15 and 12. Uh, just last night, I, I swung by to, to get the oldest from softball practice. And as she's putting her stuff uh, in the in the back of the car, she takes a moment and walks towards the coaches sitting on the bleachers and just, uh, just said, hey, coaches, thanks for a great night. And she turned around and she didn't see the smile on their on their faces. But you know, showing that gratitude, wow. that didn't come from a lecture, you know? No, it and, didn't. That's and, values. And, you're teaching values and you're doing yeah. it uh, sometimes using words, but sometimes not. If yeah. people want to end up having kids that are awesome like that, um, how, how can they find you on the, on the internet? I have a couple more questions for you, but I want to get this, I want to get the shameless plug in because that's what we do here on Cooler <laughs> oh, Heads. Oh goodness. Yeah. Thank you. How I, do they I, find I, the parenting professor? You could, you could go to www. Do we even have to say that anymore? Only in Wisconsin. Uh, right. The, theparentingprofessor.com and theparentingprofessor.com the, theparentingprofessor.com and my webpage is probably you know maybe a few months behind being updated but I, I'm pretty active on on the Facebook at and the parenting professor and awesome. we have a lot of discussion and fun interactions there and I, I love facilitating these classes you know I'm, I'm looking at my materials right now because we're just finishing up a group on Sunday uh, here in Wisconsin and uh, th- that's parenting the love and logic way and then I'm looking over at the wall here and I have a, a picture of the trauma-informed care class and that's adults supporting youth with challenging pasts. And that, I call that graduate level love and logic. It's a tremendous material. Uh, the more I teach it, the better I learn. And I can tell when August rolls around and my skills aren't as honed as I'd like them to be, it's about time for me to build another class because when we can teach it, we can do it better. So that's theparentingprofessor.com, also on all the various uh, social media. 
Can I, can you hang for a second? Can I ask you about one more uh, related yeah. topic? I would love that. Thanks. This is the thing. I used to go to a lot of schools and the issue was bullying. And it, it ties to me with, with the idea of lumping because I saw kids that were really getting treated cruelly. And then I also saw kids that, you know, sometimes kids are just excited and somebody bumps into them and all of a sudden they've been horribly bullied. And when we lump all bullying together or when we don't differentiate between the more serious and the less serious, uh, to me, that's actually making the problem worse because the real serious stuff doesn't get as much attention and a lot of attention might go to this. Well, honestly, sometimes people want to be the victim, right? I know moms, I've I've met moms who they're excited when their kid gets bullied because now they can go on social media and and get a lot of attention telling everybody about it. A lot of people will give them sympathy. Tell me your thoughts on and tell me if I'm off base because I I like for people to disagree with me. We sharpen one another and uh, DJ will edit it out. But here saying, let's let kids treat one another as individuals and let's not even lump this behavior as everything's bullying because it it will actually not help the problem. Yeah. Like every campfire is not a forest fire. You know, I hear exactly what you're saying. And and I have bells and whistles going off about, you know, that need for all of us, but, but parents and adults, some parents and some adults as well to really get that. What did you call it? That, that attention, (laughs) you know, and that fulfills a need and that fulfills a need and we need to be noticed. Well, and, and fulfilling that need goes back to probably their childhood, but without getting into that too deeply, just because someone's mean or angry or has a rough day or maybe snaps back back or even pushes a kid once, you know, that's like you mentioned, that's not bullying Uh, without getting into tons of definitions here. What is it? Unwanted behavior. Well, let's jump right to the solution. Cause I mean, I, what what you try to do is raise kids who can get along and who Mm -hmm. can be resilient. My, the analogy I've always used is a lifeguard. Take your kids to the pool. You look around Mm -hmm. the edge of the pool. There's those people in the red suits, usually lots of sunscreen on lifeguards. (laughs) And it's great to have lifeguards there. But one other thing I might want to do if I'm taking my kids to the pool is maybe teach them how to swim. Yeah. Wouldn't that make sense? Yeah. And, and there's way and, too much emphasis, I think, when we talk about bullying on the adult supervision and the adults intervening and adults need to stop this. And if you see it going up, how about we raise kids? Let's do both, by the way. Let's do, no, We're not going to do away with lifeguards, but right. I might take my kids somewhere where the lifeguards are less, uh, less plentiful, or maybe it's the ocean. I want kids who know how to get along, who have people skills and who have some resilience so that when somebody offends them, they don't have to have have somebody come and rescue him. It's hard to not think about Sally Ogden uh, when you're talking like that. Another and, great love and logic person, man. Yeah, you're taking me. You're taking me back down the road. Isn't that fun? Reminiscing, Keep teaching kids to be resilient, being uh, and empowering them with skills and strategies so that they can solve and navigate. What is that? Self-efficacy, being able to navigate effectively through their own life and through their own world. When we jump in and solve all of their problems, uh, we get the credit, whether it works out good or whether it works out poorly. I, I don't want the credit. Um, the, one of the best ways to build self-esteem in young people is let them navigate their lives with success and allow them to work through those problems. And And we teach, you know, five steps to guiding kids to own and solve their problems. And, you know, we learn about how to how to do that effectively as as parents so that, you know, we can raise, not kids, we're raising adults, aren't we? And we oh, want to- just nailed it, man. We want them to be problem solvers, thoughtful, strong 
adults someday. And that's how we do it. That's how we do it. And hireable. <laughs> yes. Uh, employable. Hireable. I want them out of the house. I, I heard someone say, I'm like, oh, to the oldest. I'm like, man, three short years. He's like, I'm going for two and a half. Dad. I'm like, Whatever. <laughs> See, this is the nicest guy because what he basically said is I want my kids gone. But he said it in such a nice way that it sounded like he cared about them being employable and making it out in the world. Once it's again, that's fun. the parenting professor, Chris Peter. Peterson, theparentingprofessor.com and uh, get a hold of Chris and see what he can do for you, whatever age you, you, your kids are. Or also if you're an educator, uh, he has some great stuff for people and, and for schools. I know he's as a former teacher and school administrator, yeah. he's been there. Uh, get a hold of this guy. I, I endorse him strongly. I certainly, <laughs> I yeah. certainly appreciate him coming on on cooler heads and, and sharing some wisdom with us i can't wait to see how this whole project of yours turns out thank you so much oh man thank you on the line is my friend and awesome realtor mr jason roshek jason thanks for being on the show my pleasure I understand it's a crazy real estate market right now. And if people need a realtor, I mean, for me, I think about trust. I know that I could trust you. I'd trust you with anything. I also think about responsiveness because things are moving so fast. You need a realtor who will uh, who will actually get back to you, right? And make things happen, right? We try. We try to do that our best as we can. Well, tell folks a little bit out, uh, about what you do. Uh, what, what separates the Jason Rochek Group? Coldwell Banker First Choice Realty. What separates you from maybe uh, that sea of realtors out there? Well, we have a couple of systems that are in process so that one of my team members or myself will reach out to you. And we try to call, text, and email because we know people want to be connected different ways. Not everyone wants to hear my voice, um, but some people want an email. So you do it all. You cover all the bases. We try. Excellent. And if people did want to reach you, I know you've got that website, Jason Rochek. Dot com. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they, they can also call or text you. Yep. And they can text or call me at 719-237-0394 and then say, hey, I was listening to Cooler Heads. That helps me too a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's what everyone should say. And uh, that's what I say. Uh, that <laughs> phone number one more time. 719-237-0394. Call or text or hit the website. It's Jason Roshek with a K dot com. Jason, thanks so much, man. Have a great week. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you, guys. I want to do a few things. First, I want to thank you for listening to Cooler Heads, and I want to thank you for caring about civil discourse and respectful conversations. And to that end, I want to thank you in advance for not lumping or for lumping less. I want to thank my guest, Chris Peterson, the parenting professor. I want to thank my awesome sponsors, Scott Seaman, applywithscott.com, Jason Roshek, jasonroshek.com, and Aspen Roofing Company, 719-684-0760. I also want to do this. I want to remind you that we were made to do better things and fight with each other. I believe this. I believe we were created to accomplish better things than fighting with one another. And so to that end, I thank you for being on this journey with me. And remember, cooler heads will prevail and love will win. Join me next week. We're going to talk about overcoming some hard things in life. Just remember, cooler heads will prevail and love will win. This has been Cooler Heads with Jed Hafer of Mission Peace, presented by Scott Seaman of applywithscott.com and by Jason Roshek from Coldwell Banker, First Choice Realty, and by Aspen Roofing Company, Inc. Tune in every Saturday at 3 p.m. for Cooler Heads and listen to the podcast on Podbean.